Congratulations. Victoria's housing market has rebounded strongly this year. Hammers were falling once again. Buy numbers per auction are actually up on last year. Rates caused on hold again at 0.25%. National house prices were still rising. A man's home is his castle. And today it goes under the hammer. Welcome to Under the Hammer for Direct Connect. Direct Connect is a free service making moving easy for you. Call them today on 1300 664 715. And welcome to the podcast, which hopefully gives you an insight into the real estate industry each and every week, whether you work in the industry or perhaps you have your heart set on a dream home, a bit of downsizing, or maybe even moving from the city to the country or somewhere completely different in the aftermath of COVID-19. I'm Jane Neild, and I am joined by Stavros, the company director for O'Brien Real Estate, each and every week to talk about the current move in the industry. We've got a couple of weeks to go, Stavros, before the end of hard stage four lockdown for Melburnians. Is the smile still on your dial? You're a very positive guy, but I think everyone's struggling a little bit at the moment. Look, it's true. Uh, Firstly, welcome to spring. Um, So, (laughs) yes, we're in September and we're in spring. Um, And you know what, Jane, there is still a bit of hope at the end of the tunnel. Um, We're finding at the moment uh, that slingshot effect that I talked about a couple of weeks ago, we're seeing that's going to happen. Our buyer inquiry is increased in the last uh, seven days. And one thing that we noticed that a really good trend, which I haven't actually sent to you yet, the last last seven days of reporting, our views on realestate.com and all the portals have actually doubled. So there doubled. you go. Yeah, doubled. So from Whoa. inquiry. So yeah. So mm-hmm. it's really increased. Because there's people like me who just look at real estate listings for fun, just going, where are you all? Like I've been sort of looking at what the options are for <laughs> yeah. various changes and thinking, where's all the... Li-? Ah, they're waiting. Spring. Yeah. End of lockdown. You've got a busy few weeks ahead of you, Stav. And now we would like to introduce our guest today, Leah Callan, president of the Real Estate Institute of Victoria, otherwise known as the REIV. Hello, Leah, and thank you for joining us on Under the Hammer. Thanks for having us. I really appreciate you having me on. Now, Leah, we know a lot about the REIV, but for some listeners, it might be less familiar than perhaps those working in the industry. But let's just talk a little bit about you very first. Last week, we had a guest on who was basically, you know, born into a real estate family. Similar story for you, or when did your love of real estate and and the industry begin? No, I'm probably a little bit different to the traditional real estate story. My parents weren't involved in real estate, and I think my passion came about from actually being a tenant and going in and paying the rent and I found the receptionist was really snooty and and quite (laughs) um, unhappy to take the rental income and that started my interest and I, I, you know, back then I did my agent's rep uh, via correspondence and, you know, desperately sent off every week for a job. Wow, that's a different story, isn't it, Stav? Watching how it works and then going, hmm. That's starting from the ground up, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and so if people don't know about the REIV, but I'm sure a lot of people listening, if they're in, dis- in the industry, are perhaps even members themselves. But look, from what I understand, since 1936, the REIV has been supporting Victorian real estate. So that's, you know, whether you're a real estate agent or an experienced professional, family businesses, that kind of thing. It's a fairly wide uh, membership base that you have, isn't it? Yeah, it is a wide membership base and it started initially just really with licensed estate agents and then we've seen the um, evolution of agents' reps come on um, and even as 
uh, you know, this year we saw owners, corporation managers come on board as long as as long as valuers. Um, so it's a, it's a great uh, opportunity for members to be able to get first-hand experience and um, get all the uh, information coming through directly from government. You know, Leah, I've I've just got to you know, give you a bit of a plug here, and um, I've, I've got to say. Jane, Leah and the REIV this year, especially with the COVID situation that we've had, have been outstanding. And Leah's just been elected back in. So congratulations, Leah, so for winning, uh, winning the elections again. But the, the you know, broadcasting, letting us know, keeping us updated on what's going on, what we should be doing, what the measures uh, that we should be doing, what's best on ground, you know, is just been great. Can you talk to us about how that all comes about, Leah? And please tell us, what's the background behind all that? I mean, you some of these messages come out on a Sunday uh, and very late, so you mustn't sleep some nights. <laughs> no, I don't feel like um, I, I've slept a lot during 2020. It's it's certainly been a really interesting, interesting space, but... Um, you know, I think when you love what you do, it's it's just easy to keep that momentum going. Um, look, I think the the REOV has been in a change model for for a few years now, and you know, prior to to my presidency, uh, under Robin Waters and and Richard Simpson, lots of things were starting to change. And you know, it looks like it's all changed with me, but I can assure you, it's not. There's been a lot of things happening behind the scenes. Uh, you know, from a practical point of view, Stav, I think because I'm a property manager and I, I look at it a little bit differently and, you know, I'm the first president who is a property manager. So practically, I always look at what's the solution based. I'm, I'm no, it's no point in throwing out the problem to everyone. I, I want to bring the solution. And, and that's the same way that I, I manage properties. And Leah, in those first few months of COVID, you know, as as having that experience as a property manager, was it really just that sort of initial shock and, and agents needed information about well, what do I do if someone says, I can't pay the rent, I'm breaking my lease, or my life is just completely turned upside down? People would have been reaching out for, for information, I'm sure, in those early stages. Yeah, absolutely, Jane. And that was the biggest challenge. You know, most if you think about you know the property management, but whether it be a residential or a commercial property manager, they work within black and white. They follow legislation. They're very process driven, and COVID threw them into grey. And you know they were like, well, what do we do? How do we do it? Well, I don't understand this new legislation. So, a lot of examples I've given is I've, I felt like property managers were living in a snow globe. You know they were tipped upside down at the end of March, and they had new legislation that they had to learn, and then they had to deal with. Uh, understanding financial impacts and then the follow-on with owners, you know, up-and-coming prospective new legislation. So it's been a really interesting ride. But I I don't know, I think because I'm relatively calm, I, I think I can get my message across really well. And, you know, I look back, uh, you know, when I first had children, I had three children under two, so oh. I had to deal with things really quickly. <laughs> Maybe that's helped Look, me. you are spot on, Leah. Sales and property management, and, and we have both in, in my business, they definitely are wired completely differently. Um, and, you know, sales is probably the glamorous side of um, real estate, where PM mm. really, you know, that's the equity room. That's the room where all the, they're pragmatic, they work hard, and and you can actually see that in your leadership and the way you get a, uh, you go about things. Um, but your communication, for me, uh, congratulations and well done on being so 
you know, good in communicating to the whole industry. You're not just dealing with your own office. You're actually dealing with the whole industry, and uh, I think that's great. How are, you, uh, how are you planning to spend your weekend? We're, we're going to get an announcement on Sunday, we've been told, about a, a pathway for regional and metro uh, areas of Victoria from Daniel Andrews. Um, is there anything that you're going to do differently? Are you waiting uh, with bated breath as well, like all of us? Um, what does it look like for you? Oh, look, honestly, it'll just be another weekend, um, you know, managing the kids and, and my you know, <laughs> my huge group of animals on a, on a weekend. But I, I think you just have to take the announcement and then deal with what we can. And, uh, you know, you can't change what you can't change. And I think that's what's been really important over the last six months. We deal with the changes that we can implement. We review the processes that we can look at um, you know, making the industry more agile. You think about, you know, a few years ago or even 10 years ago, the, I felt like the industry was a bit like the Titanic. You know, it was really hard to move and really hard to shift. And this year has created that opportunity that we can be agile, we can be um, creative, we can actually work as a, a collective group. And I think that's probably one of my proudest moments in that space. But coming Sunday, you know, whatever the pathway is for the next, you know, it'd be three, four weeks. I can't imagine it will be for a long period. We just deal with it. That's all. We just deal with it. And you mentioned there, uh, Leah, sort of that aspect of being able to quickly move towards technology that will assist you if suddenly the office is shut, everyone's been sent home. I'm assuming you've been watching things like the O'Brien online auctions. It is very impressive to see how you can suddenly take something which, like you say, like the Titanic, glamorous, wonderful, lovely, the auction on the, uh, the street front with all the neighbours getting involved as well and then suddenly just do it all online and people Mm. love it so it is it's innovation isn't it yeah absolutely and I think it shows that we can approach the real estate practices with a blended approach you know rather than just going okay this is how we've always done it and this is how we're going to continue to do it it really is blended we've seen routine inspections become virtual we've we've seen I love the stories where people have sold properties uh, via a zoom um, session you know I love the online platform so yeah it it is it's it's really cool this week, um, actually, one of my agents, Tanya Niven-Jones, um, she actually sold a property where she couldn't inspect the property. She couldn't actually do FaceTime on the property. So she rang the vendor. The vendor actually did the FaceTime. He actually streamed it to Tanya, who then streamed it to the, to the uh, buyer. So it was the, it was the vendor that walked around his own property doing, yeah, doing, the, um, doing the streaming. But it gets better than that. She actually listed the property through Zoom as well. Wow. So she has never been to the property. So she listed it that way and now she sold it that way. Are you seeing a lot of that at the moment, Leah? Yeah, those stories are really becoming quite common. And, you know, that just makes me smile. I love the fact that agents go, you know what, we're going to still need to sell property because people still need to buy, lease, you know, rent. They, they still need to do all that. So I, I do love those stories. You're listening to Under the Hammer for Direct Connect. Of course, you can call Direct Connect to make moving easy for you. And if you're an 
agent interested in using Direct Connect, give them a call on 1300 664 715 to see how they can benefit you and your team. We'll put all those links in the show notes to this episode as well. We're with uh, Stav from O'Brien Real Estate, one of the company directors, and Leah Kalman, president of the REIV. Now, let's we're going to dig dive, um, deep dive into some of the issues that are coming up for your members in a moment, Leah, but we do love to have a bit of a look at the market from the weekend just gone. So, Stav, hit us with a few stats. I know people are most likely just holding back <laughs> until those uh, auctions and inspections can happen, but surely there was some movement in the market. Look, there was, and you know what, the, that appetite to transact continues. So, it was week 35 of 2020, uh, and we, at, in Victoria, we're entering our fifth week of restrictions, but the real estate market across the country continued to perform. Uh, Victoria, I'll start with Victoria. Victoria recorded about 876 transactions and it had a 63% clearance rate, which was absolutely outstanding under the circumstances of stage four restrictions. In comparison, though, to the same time last year, we actually had 467 less transactions. And that's understandable because of uh, the restrictions that are are upon us. Um, Now, a lot of those sales that actually you know, people say to me, 876 sales staff, how did that happen? Look, we've got to understand that the portals don't record the sale until it becomes unconditional. So some of these sales actually did occur during stage three restrictions, and it took a little bit longer to do your building inspection um, and, and to do, get your finance clauses and, and actually become uh, unconditional. Nationally, I want to talk about nationally because I want to talk, if this isn't just a show that just goes in Victoria. There were 5,286 transactions. That is up 83 um, transactions to last week. And that's with us in Victoria being hamstrung. Where did all the sales come from? Well, majority of the sales actually came from New South Wales and Queensland. There were 1,965 sales in in New South Wales, nearly 2,000 sales. Queensland, 1,200 sales. Now, when I go back and look at the same week, week 35 of last year, that is nearly 800 sales up in one week. Imagine if we didn't have, you know, the hamst- uh, us in Victoria being hamstrung the way we were, we would have had the biggest week, transactional week in of, of the of the year hmm. would have occurred. So there is a lot of good stuff going on. And it's funny, when I look at the graph, it is starting to look a little bit like the Kokoda track, but depending on <laughs> on which on what restrictions are hitting which state, the uh, the graph is a little bit up and down week on week. We had a big week in uh, O'Brien. We, we had 35 new listings. Uh, we had 23 went under offer, and we still sold 16 properties for the week. So it is pretty strong out there, and the appetite to transact is very, very strong. Yes, you have been telling us that for quite a few weeks. I wonder if those um, Queensland sales are just people trying to get up there so they can actually make the grand final later in the year. There is a bit of immigration uh, towards northern New South Wales at the moment and uh, into, you know, probably Sunshine Coast, Gold Coast. So there is a bit of that. And uh, I'd love to be up there. I want to see my Tigers. (laughs) Now, Leah, let's get into some of the issues that you are hearing about from your members. So tell me about changes to licence requirements for agents, reps, after October. Is this something people are talking about? Yeah, look, it's been spoken about for a little while now. So there is going to be a national qualification, which I think is great. Uh, Victoria, we we did have some challenges with consumer affairs and and they were very slow in in coming on board uh, in in order to support a a national qualification. Uh, One of the biggest changes will be around the agent's representative 
certificate process. So currently it's a five-day course. And for many of us who have been in the industry for a long time, we've always found that it's not long enough. You, know, you could be a property manager managing you know, 200 properties or go and sell million-dollar properties after this five-day course. So come October, that will move to what I think is going to be an 18-module course. So currently it's a three-module and it's going to move to 18 modules. So from a professional point of view and a professional standard, it will certainly improve the industry. And Stav, I've got this feeling that with so many parts of, of our economy in Australia have just been shut down. I mean, travel. Mm. And people who are working in airlines and things. Do you also think, uh, Leah? Hospitality. Yeah, hospitality. I mean, huge, huge impacts on industries which won't sort of bounce back, they say, for years to come. I feel like now could be a time where people are going to think, you know what? People always need houses, as you say, Mm. as Stav says. Maybe I should think about retraining and doing or perhaps increasing my uh, skills even if I'm in the industry already. Do you get a feeling, Leah, that this could be the time to really, like you say, you've been pushing for standardised, you know, licensing around the nation. Can we really focus on this training aspect now and get it right? Yeah, absolutely. I think there's a, a huge opportunity for the real estate industry to promote what is a great industry profession to work in. You know, if you've got good customer service skills, which we see in retail, in hospitality, in travel, then you can learn the legislation and move across into into our industry. So, yeah, I think we will see a, a bit of that transition. And, and there have always, already been some small signs happening. And with the REIV, you can actually get um, discounted training rates, from what I understand, for some of some of the things that you run. You can actually get some really good benefits by being a member. Yeah, that's right. You know, your training's reduced. There's member benefits. Um, there's a lot of different, um, you know, reduced prices on different things as a member, and, and your membership fees only. You know, if, as an individual, it's, it's about two hundred dollars a year. It's really, really well priced. Look, um, one thing about the REIV, a lot of people don't realise this. They just think it's uh, an industry body for real estate. But the REIV also is a training facility, Mm. and they do have some great trainers. I'll go back a few decades. Uh, Back in 1991, I actually, Leah, did my agent's... Back then, it wasn't called an agent's representative course. It was a sub-agent's course. I did it at the REIV in Camberwell. I'll never forget up at the uh, junction there. So that was a long time ago. Now, you you hit on a point there, um, Jane, that you're talking about customer service industries like air hostesses and things like that. They are transferable skills, as Leah just mentioned. One of my good agents is actually a lady called Nicola Nacon. She worked for Ansett for many years. When Ansett went uh, under, she then started a restaurant in Noosa and then um, she ended up moving back to Victoria. She's ended up being one of our best customer service agents at O'Brien Real Estate. The, The skills that air hostesses have or people in the uh, hospitality industry, it is so transferable. So anyone looking at getting into a, a change of career, definitely consider real estate because we need you, we need good people. And if you need to get trained up and do the course, give the RAIV a call and, and you can actually get your um, your paperwork and, and get all your credentials done through there. So then you can actually get into the industry. Um, have, I, have I said everything right so far, Lee, about... Uh, <laughs> About the training side of things? I don't even need to be here. Thank you. (laughs) So what courses do you do at the REIV? It's not just agents representative though, is it? No, you can do your full licence. In fact, in my own office, we've just put our second team member through a traineeship. 
There are, you know, you've got the auction comp. There's um, a job ready program to allow you to get an introduction into you know, property management. There's owners corporation, and there's a lot of you know education pieces. We've got you know later today. I'm doing a session for the property managers on depreciation, um, and I think tomorrow we've got a session on mental health. So there's always something happening. Yeah, it's interesting there's so many facets to what you need to learn as an agent, uh, Leah. And like you say, there's a lot of legislation involved. If someone's listening and just going, I don't think I can sit there and read government legislation. I mean, there is a way to learn how to get your head around these huge pieces of information, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. You don't have to know it or be nerdy like me and be able to quote <laughs> it. Um, you know, that comes with you know 25 years worth of knowledge in the background. But you just need to understand how it works and, and ask questions. You know, it, it's it comes down to often interpretation. So you've got to be able to understand and then interpret what the legislation is saying. You know what, um, Jane, it's not that difficult. Um, and I'll tell you, you know, real estate and legislation is like that. It's like repetition. Once you start, it's like a, a plumber becoming an apprentice. Once he finishes that apprenticeship, everything, all the dialogue, the language, it all fits in. So I think it's just working under the right mentorship, the right office, um, getting exposed to the real estate industry. You know, a lot of times when I do my auctions now or when I talk on, on this podcast, I don't call them vendors. Uh, I say sellers mm. because people, a lot of people don't know what a vendor is. They might think it's a beach vendor in Bali or whatever it is. So I think it's the dialogue that we use. And, and after a while, so anyone out there that's thinking and they're feeling daunted that, you know what? it's going to be something that I can't cope with, it becomes easier and easier through repetition. So it's very easy. I'd encourage anyone to get into real estate that has great communication skills and customer service. Yeah, and especially if, like Leah, you've walked into an agent once before and thought, I could do better. This service could mm. be better. And look where it's led, Leah. <laughs> uh, some of the other things coming up at the moment as well are for members, Leah, challenges around the sort of commercial and residential property managers' roles. Where are we finding the real, the real big sort of sticking points here or, you know, is one looking better than the other? Are commercial agents doing it harder than residential at the moment? Uh, look, both sides of property management are doing it tough. Uh, they're doing it tough in different areas. So commercial property managers are having to renegotiate lease agreements. There's a lot of paperwork associated in reviewing uh, what that performance of the tenant is in 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 their um, COVID-19 space. Um, and then you've got the residential property managers who are you know, often butting heads with tenants who just aren't providing paperwork in order to determine if they are in financial hardship. Um, and then the excessive delays dealing with VCAT um, and trying to negotiate a, a, you know, a balanced arrangement. And that's, that's the challenge that PMs have got at the moment. Yeah, VCAT's going to be uh, busy, isn't it, over the next it's few months? It's going to be very busy. Uh, and Leah, you know, I've got um, a residence in uh, Chapel Street and I was driving up Chapel Street today and uh, every second shop was, you know, had a full lease um, sign on it. And I, mm. look, my litmus test for commercial real estate is two places. Chapel Street's one and Main Street Mornington's another. As, you know, we talked about how in the past you, had, you needed key money just to get into those uh, mm. strips. Um, Leah, you're, in the, you're an expert in the property management field. Um, for any landlords out there listening, where would be a great place to invest uh, to get great returns? Is it apartments in the city? Is it, you know, a house, uh, a house and land out in Berwick? What, what's your advice? What are you seeing out there? This is return on investment-wise. 
Geez, Dad, no pressure. I was going to say tough question. That was on the list of questions. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually a personal question because I like to invest. So I've actually bought a property in Caram Downs. um, And I I have a rule on buying investments. Yeah, for me, it's it's got to be three, two, two, three bed, two bath, two car. Minimum, you know, I I won't look at anything under three bed, two car, two bath. That is for me. But, um, you know, do you have any rules yourself? Uh, look, I, I'm a big fan of the Mornington Peninsula. Uh, I, I think there's a lot of hidden gems in and around the different parts of of that of that particular pocket. I think re- regional Victoria is still really underrated. I think that from an affordability point of view, you can buy something in that four five hundred thousand price bracket and get a really good return. Um, you know, I'd be certainly looking looking at that. And I think once we come out of COVID, you know, we started to see that pattern where, you know, journalists were asking, you know, when people are looking for properties, are they looking for something with a study? Are they looking for something with a little bit of land? And I think we'll see a real blended approach to life after COVID. People will look at that opportunity of, can I do two days a week from home? Um, and then do three days a week in the office. So they'll want a little bit more space. You know, I think we've, you go back, you know, I grew up in one Turner on the quarter acre block and on a Sunday my dad was mowing the lawns and that was that was the family, that was the tradition of life back then. And I'm not saying that we'll go back to that full formula, but I think there will be something in that. I think that's, we'll see those bigger blocks rather than the continual downsizing. Well, you hear lots of people there at the moment just saying, thank goodness we've got a backyard. Mm. I mean, you said you had three kids under two. Imagine doing that in a city apartment with absolutely nowhere to go to the park or to be able to get out of the house for more than an hour a day. I think the backyard is going to come into its own very soon. definitely. (laughs) Before we went into stage four restrictions, uh, I was in uh, our apartment in Chapel Street and as soon as it was announced, I quickly, my wife and I moved straight to our house in Mornington Mm. uh, with the backyard. We're close to the Beach, you know, you can get out and about the fresh air, uh, definitely. Um, and I can see behind you there, Leah. Yeah, you've got there's a bit of wind and you've got the trees. You don't look like you've got neighbours anywhere near you. No, I'm hoping that none of the animals wander through, whether it be one of the donkeys or, or one of the, the horses come through. I was a bit worried about that. I'll tell you what, uh, on the Today Show a couple of days ago, they had uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and uh, his donkey actually came into the interview. I don't know if you saw that. That could be yeah. a, that could be something funny. So, If mine could, they would. I guarantee it. Um, you've yeah. actually picked up on something really interesting, Stav. Look, you know, we're going to acknowledge that a lot of people are doing it tough. Some mm. people don't even know how they're going to make the rent, yeah. let alone extra properties. But I think it's a really sort of interesting trend we might see that people will actually choose, like they kind of had to do when it did take you a day or two to get to Ballarat or Bendigo, have a country property and a city property mm. and, and almost want the best of both worlds because you don't want to have to sort of give up one to risk mm. it on the other. Yeah, that's right. And and I think sometimes, you know, when, when we're allowed to go out and go to restaurants and go to Bridie O'Reilly's and things like that, the city life is great. But if you're uh, pinned in or in, in, in a little apartment uh, with a balcony, you know, it, that can be, it goes from paradise to the opposite very quickly. So I definitely think people uh, will try and have a little bit of yard, have a bit of space. Um, the, the feedback I'm getting from a lot of our staff, it's 50-50. Some of them want to work from home and others don't. Mm. You know, others mm. want to be in the office. They feel they love wearing the suit, coming to work. They feel more productive. But yet a lot of my uh, other staff w- will prefer to do some days from home.
Mm-hmm. Could just all be about making your own personal choice and, and trying to make it work for you, whatever well, your situation. I think situation. Leah was right. <laughs> blended is going to be the word. Mm. Blended. And Leah, look, there were um, things happening, of course, when it comes to uh, relief for people who were struggling in COVID-19. DHHS had some funds available. Is there issues arising with that? Just sort of fill us in on those those types of things that are popping up amongst members. Yeah, we did have a really big battle in that particular space. So part of the government's announcement a few months ago, providing that the landlord uh, offered a rent reduction and if the tenant was still paying more than 30% of their reduced income as rent, they and they I think the criteria is they're earning less than $100,000 or less than $5,000 in savings, they would be eligible for the $2,000 grant, which is now a $3,000 grant. But what was happening was that the staff at DHHS where a tenant has has perhaps vacated the property or actually only needed you know $1500 because their lease came to an end and there was $500 still available available the staff at DHHS were saying to the property managers well just give the tenant that extra money and I was absolutely mortified because I know that the state governments, like you know, most people know, we're going to need that money. So it's been a really big battle and a bit of a soapbox for me over the last couple of weeks. Uh, but finally, after you know, conversations with the opposition and, and I think my repeated nagging probably got it through, um, they've finally seen some common sense and they've acknowledged that any of those refunds need to go back to government. Yeah, that's really interesting because, you know, you think, oh, it might be just a few hundred dollars here or there, but when you start looking at the numbers of people involved with assistance on this level, you're right. Put the loose change back into the kitty and you can help so many more people. Yeah, absolutely. I think the figure initially with that grant was something like 800000 So if only, if that's not all used, let's, mm. put, yeah, let's put it back. And are you hopeful that, you know, your members and the industry as a whole, that what a pandemic can't kill might make stronger in terms of an industry? You know, there are industries that will bounce back quicker than some, but are you confident that the uptake of technology, the ability to suddenly change business models quickly is actually going to be a real strength for the industry moving forward over the next sort of five years of recovery? Yeah, absolutely. And I mentioned it earlier, one of the aspects that's really changed is the industry is a united industry. And previously, it was almost split in the middle between franchise groups and independents. And the REIV did a lot of work with that in, in that independent space. But franchise groups have realised that the REIV does have a direct line into government and they've all come together. And, you know, I did a project a couple of maybe six weeks ago where, you know, I called favours on 50 or so different agents across the the, the state and said, you know, let's come together and show how we can support each other. And it's been a, an amazing campaign. And I think that's where everyone's learnt to lean on each other. They've learnt to pick up the phone and check on each other. Um, doesn't matter what colour you work for. Doesn't matter what um, you know, brand is on your you know, business shirt or your jacket. It, it, none of that matters. It's just really about supporting each other. Stav, surely there's still a bit of competition there, though, isn't there? <laughs> um, look, look, the gloves are off, uh, I believe, at the moment. We are doing a lot more as an industry at the moment. Um, I know Darren Hutchins, uh, my business partner, has um, put an initiative together on a Wednesday night. And actually, Leah was one of our first ever guests. Where we're just getting people from the industry, no branding. Yeah, it's not an O'Brien thing. It's an industry thing. And I've actually invited people outside of the industry to, to anyone that's feeling a little bit down, needs some emotional help or 
just any type of help to come in, listen. Leah spoke really well um, on our first uh, issue that we had. Last week we had Lance Pachoni on, you know, love me, love you. Uh, we've had some really good speakers, Tom Panos, and um, I know we've got someone very special coming on tonight. I actually noticed this because I'm suddenly getting all these yeah. fantastic emails from you, Stav. So this is the real estate Zoom sort of session yeah. you've been setting up. Caught my eye because Matteo Charles, an artist who has done portraits of some of the biggest stars in the mm. world, how, how on earth did you get him to come and join your real estate Zoom call? Well, we, we do meet a lot of unbelievable great people in in our industry and um you know we do call in call in some favors and I, and look Matteo is doing this for free tonight just to help out the cause and the industry and when i say the real estate zoom it's anyone it could be landlords tenants anyone to do with real estate so Matteo is a good friend of um Darren Hutchins uh and Darren's been able to ask him to come on um but yeah we do meet some amazing people and it's amazing what you see on the media about some of these people and how they really are mm. Andrew Bogart's one of my clients and I look after and he came on now at one of our auction TV nights and and he's such a well-read person so smart um, and very caring and what you see on the tabloids is not the person that you actually get as a client um, and he's been amazing to his tenants, for example. But you'll never see that on the news. No. Because it doesn't sell headlines, <laughs> right? Um, but yeah, Matteo's going to be on there tonight. Are you going to join in tonight, Leah? Uh, yes, yes, I'm going to jump in. And I, do you know what? I think that just shows everyone's real. And, uh, you know, uh, your COVID's taught people to be real. You know, people want to see the real side of, of things and the bloopers of, you know, the kids <laughs> in the background or the, you know, yes. the crazy animals or anything along those lines. Um, you know, the amount of times I have to mouth to my children, go or out because I'm on Zoom because, <laughs> um, you know, they feel the need to come and check on me whilst they're at school. But, you know, I think that just, just it just humanises us all. Yeah. It is one of the upsides, isn't it, that, you know, yeah. we have suddenly found this way to connect with people all over the world. Like, you know, you are speaking about before, whether it's a, a seller standing there with his phone and, and networking out a vision of his house yeah. that he wants to sell or being able to speak to people like well, Matteo. Well, I love the story uh, that um, Leah's just mentioned uh, regarding her kids. You know, we, we're having sales meetings and things like that. And uh, Rowan Smith from our Werribee office said to his team, can, you, can everyone please stand up? And um, he got everyone to stand up on, on, on the camera and um, 90% of his staff, he reckons, were wearing moccasins. <laughs> and pyjamas. <laughs> and pyjama bottoms. So there you go. Yes, we've all learned a lot more about each other's lifestyles, haven't we? And we do expect to see an appearance by your donkey in the back of the Zoom meeting. Uh, we'll put links if you want to join that oh. and you're listening today in the show notes to this episode. Now, Leah, if people have been listening, like you said, you know, you can be an individual, you can be part of a franchise, you can be a small family business. If people haven't decided to become an REIV member yet, give us the final push. Why should, what's the pitch? Why should we consider, you know, a couple of hundred bucks a year worth of a membership fee worthwhile in this current climate? Well, if you're not a member, you miss out on a hell of a lot of information that's coming through. You know, we have that direct communication with government. You know, Tim Pallas receives uh, two regular um, pieces of information on a weekly basis. 
Um, you know, my CEO has the phone numbers of the ministers in his phone. So, you know, if that alone doesn't work, then, you know, <laughs> add on the training, add on the networking, um, and you can you certainly learn a lot from your colleagues and uh, across the industry. Well, thank you so much for being with us on Under the Hammer. Stav, you've got one little last thing you need to tell our listeners about. Heard a rumour that there's a car up for grabs. <laughs> yes. So I've got some huge news, Jane. So from the 1st of September till the 18th of December, uh, if you sell with O'Brien Real Estate, you go into the chance of winning a brand new car. Ding, said, ding, ding. I sound like Larry Ebner. I tried to. And um, for those that don't know Larry Ebner, just watch uh, The New Price is Right. So the way it works, they don't have to sell, but you've got to give it a go. So it's got to hit the the portals. I know not every property will sell, but you go into the chance of marketing and promoting your home with O'Brien Real Estate from the 1st of September till the 18th of December. You go into the chance. There are T's and C's, uh, but you can give me a call or you can actually contact any of the O'Brien Real Estate officers and they can discuss the T's and C's. But now's the time. I mean, every year, everyone wants growth, and spring is the time on the calendar that we do that. So sell with O'Brien real estate competition. And if you don't win first prize, which is a Volkswagen Polo valued at about twenty seven grand, you will get a $6,000 Harvey Norman is second place. And there's also a Kikai um, $4,000 voucher as well. So there you go. But I'd like to take this opportunity to thank Leah for coming on board today. To her, her team, and everyone around her, I know many times I've rung the RAIV to be put through to Jim uh, Larandis uh, to, to get a, a question answered. So, Jimmy, if you're listening today, g'day, a good shout-out to you because he's done a lot for me over the years, he's let me amazing. tell you. amazing. Yeah, yeah, amazing knowledge, that man. Yeah, yeah. another Greek boy. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Leah, good luck. I know it's going to be a massive challenge, but you are back there in the top spot to uh, hopefully lead this industry through what will, I'm sure, be one of the most unusual periods of your career. I I can't see it getting any weirder from here, but you just never know, do you? So good luck with the next, uh, next term at the REIV. Thanks, Jane. And, of course, you have been listening to Under the Hammer. And we are here thanks to Direct Connect. Of course, Direct Connect can help you out, whether or not you yourself are moving house or selling, or if you're an agent, if you're interested in using Direct Connect, call them on 1300 664 715 to see how they can benefit you and your team. Stav, thank you so much. And by the time we talk next week, we're going to know what the roadmap out of this pandemic is, hopefully for Victorians and regional Victorians too. So let's hope we've got plenty to go through next week. Yeah, look, tune in next week because we've got some big news coming. Thanks for listening to Under the Hammer and we'll talk to you again in a week's time. Thanks for listening to Under the Hammer for Direct Connect. Direct Connect is a free service making moving easy for you. Call them today on 1300 664 715. If you enjoyed Under the Hammer, then check out the other podcasts in the Red Energy Lifestyle series. For the foodie, enjoy Tuesday with Ash Pollard. Really, the people around here truly lived farm to table. And so that's kind of how I've been cooking. And I know it's trendy now, but it was necessity back then. Moving house? Call local energy retailer Red Energy. Thanks for listening to Under the Hammer, part of Red Energy's podcast lifestyle series. Available on your favourite podcast platform and the SEN app.